everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 1 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. I'm surrounded by my gaggle of doctrinaires. Tim Andrews is here. Hello. Autumn Fisher is here. Hello. And the handsomest producer in all of producery, Jared Yamamoto, of course, is here. What's going on, guys? Beautiful day. Glad to be here. And, you know, uh, we're going to go to our headlines in just a moment, but can you... Before we, can you find that, uh, you know that Lola imager that we're playing on this station? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, I don't want to, I don't want to uh, step on anybody's toes, but I think that there's, uh, there's something logically wrong with that imager. And I was, so a little bit later on, I like to go over that and make sure that it's logically strong. Look, I'm writing that down. I'm the ombudsman uh-huh. here at WSB. I want to make sure that things always make sense. And I feel like there's something about that that doesn't make sense. But uh, that's not how we start our show every Sunday at noon here on WSB. We start it like this. Headlines of the week. All right, Jared Yamamoto. Yeah, we carried the story first as breaking news here on WSB. At Peachtree DeKalb Airport, a biplane crash of the Good Neighbor Stunt Air Show killing the pilots. Yeah, and uh, our own Mark McKay was there. I have Mark McKay on the line. Hopefully, Mark, you there? I am, Eric. Hi. I'm doing well. Not smiling today, I'm guessing. You were out there. Now, you and Scott Slade were basically hosting the event, right? Scott invited me as his co-host this year. Uh, he um, very gracious says. As we well, we all know who work with him. Is yes, a very gracious man, and uh, he invited me out as his uh, his co-host. And so, yeah, we were uh, on the uh, back deck of the Downwind Restaurant with a uh, perfect view of what was a uh, a brilliant afternoon until uh, near the very end. Now, so first of all, what exactly is the Good Neighbor? What, what is is that any different from some other air show? What what is it about this show that makes it the Good Neighbor air show? I, I think uh, I think it's in name alone. I mean, this is like any other air show at any other airfield. Uh, the Peachtree Airport, though, is in a neighborhood, right. Shambly, Doraville, okay. and so so they're being good neighbors. I so they, yeah, they open the, they open the field up uh, once a year. They've been doing this for over thirty years. This is the first fatality crash they've had in the thirty plus years of hosting air shows at that airstrip. That basically is in a neighborhood in uh, in DeKalb County. So uh, the show was scheduled to, I think, end at five. Did what did this happen around four thirty? This is one of the last events, one of the last stunts that was being done for uh, on the show, right? Yeah, the program was running a bit late. No one was really complaining. It was a beautiful afternoon. Thousands of people turned out. All of the uh, all of the surface streets around Decap Beach Street Airport were jammed with people trying to get onto airport property, and uh, they were running a little late. And uh, this was uh, part of the. Uh, I'd say they may have, may have had a handful more stunts still right. to go when uh, when the tragedy uh, unfolded in front of our eyes just before five o'clock. And so, exactly, what did you see when this went down? Uh, there were two air, uh, two airplanes in the air. Uh, these pilots had individually gone up earlier in the day, and they were uh, taking part in a, a tandem flight. Um, one, uh, the fateful uh, flight, uh, actually went low across the field uh, from right to left in front of the uh, the audience, and then went he uh, went very high into the air, came back down, 
and uh, headed toward the airfield. We've been watching this all afternoon. Mm-hmm. The uh, the precision of these flights and these very experienced pilots do this all afternoon. You know, so a lot of planes. So a lot of planes were dipping clo- clo- oh, yeah. close to the ground. So at first, you didn't think there was anything different or wrong, right? No, no. This was headed. Uh, this was headed straight for the ground with the, uh, the you know the 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 uh, I wouldn't call it smoke because that gives a wrong impression. Mm-hmm. But uh, what they have coming out of the back to uh, you know make make the air show uh, even that much more exciting for the spectators on the ground and for those taking uh, pictures. You know, the smoke stream that was coming yeah. down. He was heading down and uh, was likely going to pull back up. And uh, what I witnessed, literally, my eyes were on that plane as it uh, hit the grassy area between the two runways. I saw a wheel go into the air and crumble, and then uh, very quickly uh, burst into flames. And uh, now, some now, item. It's going to take. It, usually, these sort of investigations. NTSB is on on board now. I would guess these take uh, a lot of time, and I'm I don't know a whole lot about it. But a lot of people are speculating that it was there were wind gusts yesterday. It was a beautiful day yesterday, but it was a day where the wind could gust up. I think up to thirty miles per hour at times. And is there some thinking maybe that perhaps the wind had something to do with him not being able to get out of this dive? And you're right about that. As the as the afternoon went on and throughout the evening last night, uh, we did see the winds pick up across Atlanta. Uh, that could very well have played a part. Um, all I know is that you know he hit hard, yeah. hit very hard, and uh, and then it resulted in a, a quick flash fire. The the cab fire rescue were quick on the scene. And uh, it became very apparent that the pilot did not survive. Uh, the cab police were then basically on their uh, on their megaphones, on the speakers, on their police units, telling the crowd to uh, please disperse. That the air show is over, and the Cap Peachtree Airport is officially closed. And uh, the pilot has been identified. They waited to identify the next of kin, but it was Greg Connell of Greg Connell Air Shows out of South Carolina, very well known uh, stunt pilot, had done this many times before and was well-known to the people at the airport as well. I know it's hard to sum this up, but in a situation like that, when when things turn on a dime, when the emotions and the mood turn, you go from a beautiful day, a beautiful show, everything's been successful. I imagine almost a state fair kind of feel with families, and suddenly it turns to horror. What did that feel like as you were there? I mean, what was the mood? Here are the two thoughts that I have on that, Eric, and, and as uh, you, know, you sleep on it. It was numbness after the fact and probably throughout the evening last night. Um, personally, I, you know, I, I fly every day in a chopper over bad seas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it seems like every, if not once a week, a couple of times a month, we're flying over a fatality crash. And that means, you know, we're looking down. and we're, no, we're, losing, we're losing Mark's uh, cell phone there. I, we witnessed that. So um, when we... Um, it's one thing to it's one thing to see it after the fact, Eric. It's another thing to see it in person. So it really shakes you up. Yeah. And the other thing I wanted to do was commend my colleague, the lead, the guy who's been doing these air show uh, announcing and PA work for a long time, Scott Slade. He immediately had the presence of mind to tell parents to shield the eyes and turn their kids away from the scene and take them away. And we, I've actually received emails this morning and uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter mentions this morning about how that really made an impact. Uh, he, he, as he usually does, uh, yeah. Scott Slade said the right thing at the right time. There isn't anybody more professional than Scott Slade. And I would imagine with uh, the, the, even the, the younger the children are, uh, you can probably get them out of there without them necessarily knowing exactly what happened. Which uh, that's a that's a call for each parent. If you're if you're if they're thirteen or fourteen, I think they're going to know. But if you had children there who are five, six, or seven, you could probably shepherd them out of there and just hey, we had a great day, and not have them know exactly what what happened. But uh, well, Mark, I'm sorry that that happened. What a, a a terrible end to an otherwise 
great day. And I guess now we'll just have to wait for the investigation. We, we think, you know, okay, there was wind, but maybe there was something wrong with the plane. Who knows? We'll find out. Uh, but thank you, Mark McKay, for uh, taking time with us and letting us know what it's like to be out there at the time. Thanks a lot, man. My pleasure, Eric. That's uh, smiling Mark McKay, but not smiling today, not after that. That's uh, I always worry about that with, with air shows. You hear, but I've only been to a couple myself, and it very rarely happens, but because there are so many air shows, you get a story every two, three years that, that something like this happened somewhere. And so we just uh, extend our uh, thoughts out to the, uh, the Connell family. Next story, sir. All right. The Obama administration is telling public schools that they must allow transgender students to use bathrooms and locker rooms that could that are consistent with their gender identity. Now, I'm confused about this. The president gives a speech, and then I guess there's going to be something that goes out to all the schools, a directive of how transgenders must be allowed to use the bathroom of the sex that they identify with, not necessarily the sex that they were born with. But I, I look at this, it, I don't know that there's any teeth here. They have, they're not saying up front, we're going to pull your federal funds if you don't do this, this is being seen kind of like... That's probably going to be step two, though. Yeah, well, it's guidance, but uh, it starts out with a smile, right? The first, this is just Please guidance. Do this. Please Things break, don't we, they, Colonel? This is the way that it should be, <laughs> yeah. but not necessarily. But I, we have to assume that at some point there's going to be... The hammer is going to fall, mm-hmm. which is if you don't do this, guess what? You're not going to get the, the, these federal funds and those federal funds. And then you have to wonder, well, is that even... Well, there's, there's certainly precedent for that in a lot of other areas that the federal government does that. But... This is going to be litigated, obviously. Was there ever a time whenever schools didn't require federal funding? I mean, it, it really yeah. is like a blanket threat. It seems like now yeah. the federal government is so involved in not only the education yeah. system, but in... Well, I remember back it, even Reagan, you know, who was uh, the, the great conservative president, the way that they got uh, universal 21 years of age for drinking uh, wasn't through the schools, but they had a threat to withhold highway funds. So a lot of different right. states wanted to say, we want to do it differently because of this or that. And basically the Reagan administration said, you can do it any way you want to, but if you don't make it 21, you're not going to get these highway funds. And so this is something that is used in in government quite a bit. I think you have to look at the uh, the slippery slope possibilities here. This is the one thing that, you know, I, I'm a libertarian and I don't care. Be who you are. Uh, and for the most part, this isn't an issue that keeps me up at night. But there is, if you think about, so once it's the bathrooms, then it's going to be the locker rooms. Showers. Okay? Showers. And I'm assuming that most students, 14, 15 years old, have not undergone a complete sex change. <laughs> so you're looking at a situation where uh, somebody who identifies as a female but still has male parts right. is showering with, with uh, women, girls. I, it, we're getting into a lot of strangeness uh, possibilities here. Do people still shower in gym uh, class? Because I we never did that. We we changed out. Like you bring yeah. different clothes, and so you don't stink. The but. real jocks shower. Like the rest of us just get through it. Right? <laughs> yeah, I never the basketball. Game. There were no showers in our locker right. rooms. Well, there are certainly there 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 are some. Are other. they going to let women pl- or men who are women now play girls basketball? Well, that's another thing. The slippery slope is that uh, yeah, you have to have someone who's uh, has a male muscular on your female team. <laughs> right. And then what, the, what what does the opposing team think of that? They think you've got a ringer, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. But you got to say, well, it's not because this is you got to start recruiting trans people for yeah. your other team. Yes, <laughs> it goes. Yeah. It goes. It goes uh, further than that. There are, in, in, uh, if, you're star- if you're an entrepreneur and you're starting a business, if you're a female-owned business, there are subsidies available to you, not available to men. So do we get to a point where 
a man has a sex change, starts a business, and gets the female subsidy. <laughs> and also, when we get back, speaking of this music, I want to deconstruct uh, the Lola imager that we've been playing mm-hmm. on WSB. That's when we return. Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Tim. That's Jared. That's Autumn. I'm not stepping on any toes here. It's just the way my brain works. I hear things and I deconstruct them. And so nothing having to do with the politics of the transgender bathroom thing. So we've been playing for the last few days uh, what we call an imager, kind of images. Hey, listen to WSB. We're going to be talking about the transgender thing. And Mark, can you hit that? Because just now the federal government announced they're suing states that ban transgender people from using public restrooms based on their gender identity. We walked into the men's room on a Saturday night. Then my son started crying, had to shield his eyes from the Lola. Yep, this is happening. Okay, that's enough. The government. I, I get the point, and I think everybody gets the point, but logically, I don't think it's correct. So, if it was a Lola, a Lola is a, a guy who dresses like a girl, right? Yes. So, right. It, the the Lola wouldn't be in the guy's bathroom. The Lola has made the uh, the transition over to be in the female bathroom. So, we need to redo the commercial with a mom and a daughter. Yes, that's yes. all I'm saying. That's yeah. that's all that I'm saying, is that uh, logically, it just doesn't make sense. It was driving me crazy as I was driving around all week long. And uh, Gene's going to be very upset that you said Yeah, who do we need to write? Who do we need to send our cards and letters to? <laughs> no offense. I, uh, no offense. Not taking any uh, uh, political stance on it whatsoever. I just don't think logically it makes sense. Well, wasn't Lola about a transvestite, so in the 60s, a transvestite would have used the men's room? Right. Oh, it works for the song Lola itself. It's it just, just doesn't work for, for our trans- time. It's not made for our time, I okay. think. And that's all. I'm just here to help. All right. And we might want to change the lyrics on this. People- <laughs> well, would it still be okay because it's a man dressed as a woman and the son would be confused by seeing the woman in the men's room? But she's not. No, it's no, it's. It's not working that way. No? The man dresses a woman. You're not following me, Autumn. I, I'm following you. The man you. dresses a woman would be in the female yeah. bathroom. That's the choice that I the see. man is making. If you are not a man, right, not right now though, because the 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 bathroom is not for them. You have to but go into the men's. That's room. not the point. Yo, no, no, that's not the point of the thing. <laughs> what are you doing? What are you saying? No, in my improvisation. Why are you doing this? Uh, you're wrong. My point no, is and but <laughs> the reason that they <laughs> are no. making the commercial, the imager doesn't. No, make I got sense. that. Yeah. Oh, you just wanted to throw bricks at me as I was uh, I, trying yeah, to get I'm my point across? I'm uh, just challenging you. I'm keeping you on your toes. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that challenge. So that's all I'm saying is we just need to change it so it makes sense. Jerry's not saying anything because he knows all the people involved. Did Pete Sprig write bad. it? Uh, I don't think Pete wrote that one. I think Gene Spinata wrote that one. Great man. He is. He does a great job <laughs> with all of our imaging. All of the people here are great. Anybody I've met here is great. I'm sure he's great. I just don't think that <clears throat> logically makes sense. That's just all. great. Great, great. <laughs> great, great man. <laughs> so awesome. Love him. <laughs> Wonderful. We have enough time for just a quick headline. Sure. The highly anticipated Hyperloop One was tested in California and can possibly transport people at 700 miles per hour. What an Uh, awesome name. So Hyperloop was something that Elon Musk came up with, and then he opened it up and said, look, I don't have time to do this. It's basically uh, a transit system that's like a pneumatic tube. 
So you put it's like putting people, you know, when you when you go to the bank and that the little tube that you work with when you go through the drive-through. Well, instead of air compression, it's magnets. Yeah. Well, well right, but it will it will work like that. Like it's the Jetsons. You're in one of those tubes, That's what I and you go at like 700 miles an hour. The problem is if there's any if there's a problem, like if there's an accident. Uh, you don't necessarily uh, people. Human beings can become liquefied. Is what I understand. <laughs> is if, what? If, if the thing is not working properly, you can actually become liquefied. So that's one little thing they have to overcome. Also, the uh, the demonstration itself was a little underwhelming. All right. When we return, you may wonder why don't they do uh, presidential stories, campaign stories during the headlines? I'll tell you why. Because when we come back, we got a little something called campaign chaos. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome back to our affable Sunday chat show. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. That's Tim. That's Jared. That's Autumn. That's some uh, programming uh, changes for the next couple of days. Tomorrow morning, Neil Bortz will be back. He's live on WSB filling in 9 a.m. to noon for Herman Cain. And Jamie Dupree will be back to join Neil again at 11. Good to hear that. Absolutely. Here Monday. That's tomorrow on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Then things go downhill quickly because on Tuesday, (laughs) (laughs) Eric Von Hessler, yes, the Von Hessler Doctrine will fill in for Herman 9 to 11 on Tuesday. So whatever you have your little WSB thing where you put what time people are on, you need to go in with a little pencil and pencil that in. Neil Bortz in tomorrow from 9 to noon. For Herman Cain right here, and now it is time for this. I've decided I'm a candidate for President of the United States. I am running for President of the United States. Thank you all. God bless you. Ladies and gentlemen, I am officially running for President of the United States. Campaign chaos. Tim Andrews filming in on this ridiculous presidential campaign and what's happened in the last week or so. Well, it just keeps getting crazier, doesn't it? Donald Trump denies posing as publicist John Miller in the 1991 People Magazine interview. So this lady did an interview by phone and with Donald Trump. Sue Carswell. Sue Carswell. So she's, uh, (laughs) I I believe his his divorce was going on and everything. So he was in the entertainment news. He was cheating on Marla Maples. And I guess apparently uh, Donald Trump, some say, was known for pretending to be his own PR people Mm -hmm. and pushing positive stories about Donald Trump. This was recorded. And here's a little bit of it, if this this is up, Mark. I don't know. Actually, that's not the one. Sorry. Just give me a moment, and I'll actually get my act together. I promise. Here we go. But we're not up. Okay, here we go. Donna was there, and she came in uh, a beautiful evening gown and combat boots. She was wearing combat boots. (laughs) And Trump was asked to go over to meet her. He was there just for a little while to say hello and to make a speech, to make it like an introductory speech. Madonna was in the room, and so somebody from Madonna's entourage, because she comes in with an entourage of dancers and everything else, and somebody from Madonna... Madonna's entourage came over and said, would you go over and say hello to Madonna? And so he went over and said hello to Madonna. And he, got, he gave his autograph to the dancers. He said, these are fans and all this. Will you give me the autograph? So he said, best wishes or something. He said, so he 
claims wow. that that's not him. Did he even try to do a different voice? No, he does up. And also, there's so there's two aliases. He uses John something on this, John Miller. John Miller. Mm-hmm. And, but he would also use a name, apparently, John Barron. Mm-hmm. And uh, it turns out that his youngest son, what's his first name? Baron, and this happened 25 years ago. But Donald says it wasn't him the whole it's time. Not me. It wasn't. It wasn't. It, I, I don't know who this John Miller is, but it wasn't me. There's some kind of catchphrase in here where uh, he says, "I can tell you that." The way that he does all I can the time. I tell you that. And well, he said, "No, that's not me. I can tell you that." But you know, I I feel like maybe he's getting beaten up on here because I don't necessarily think that this he's the first presidential candidate to use this tactic. You know, pretend to be your own PR person, spread good stories. Jared, do you remember that uh, call from last week? Was a little we were oh, talking yeah. about it. Mark, you have that call. It's great. Up next, we have Becky from Dunwoody on News ninety five five AM seven fifty. Becky, how are you? Hello, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> this is Becky from Dunwoody, Georgia. Thanks for calling in. What do you have to say? I just think we should be getting off Hillary's back. She should be the first female president of the United States of America. You don't like the way that she's being treated by the press and... No, I think, come on, people are all over her back. Let her step into the White House. It's her rightful place. She's been waiting for so long. And so you obviously want a woman president. Of course we need a woman in the in the White House. I mean, women are the ones who built this country. Without women, there would be no other types of women or other men or anything otherwise. All right, thanks, Becky from Dunwood. <laughs> that sounds a little bit like it could have been Hillary Clinton. I don't know at the time. That wasn't me. I don't know who what that woman was, but she sounded very smart. Just sounded just like you, as a matter of fact. Well, you know, I sound like every woman because I'm very relatable in that way. <laughs> so, Trump, Trump may not be the first to to do this. So now was, that was that I can tell you that was Trump. That was Donald Trump, of course. But that's this Becky person from Dunwoody, Georgia. I have no idea who that could be. Do you, you have a long, number? Do you do a long line? Uh, just say these have to be long time listener, first time caller. Long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> so what? And, that's what I don't understand why you needed that. But it's no problem, Becky. I mean Hillary. I wanted to ask you this question. You think this is a conspiracy? I, not so much a conspiracy as it is a brilliant Trump uh, political move. Now, there are three things that convince me that he leaked it himself. One, the senile butler blathering yes. on about Trump. Uh, Two, point. Washington Post and New York Times are are furiously working on hit pieces the way he treats women. And then three, this sets the tone for him because he goes, in that call, he goes, I don't know, it was 25 years ago, I don't remember. But if you're bringing up stuff from 25 years ago, that gives him free reign to bring up Hillary and Bill and the scandals and all that stuff from 25 years ago. It sounds almost too neat to me because if he was the person who leaked this, I agree. There's an <laughs> ugly story about his former butler who I don't think has worked for him since 2009. Yeah. But this guy was saying things about Obama that it's just, I mean, yes. it's just awful. Right. So there is that story out there. So maybe you would want to step on that story and give people something else to go for. But if that's true, why deny it immediately? He was on NBC and was asked, they played the tape for him, and he denied it and said, that's not me. I don't Inst- think so. Instead, he should have said, yeah, I was having some fun, and that goes along with the Donald Trump. But the way he state. does things is he can say, no, I don't think that was me. He said, I don't think that was me. Oh, yeah. man. And then doesn't he, sound like me. doesn't sound like me. There's a lot of people out there doing impersonations of me. It could be anybody. I, I, it's and not he me. keeps the story on him, too. The cycle continues that. to progress around him. And moves away from this butler because that right. story is just insane. And he's done this since day one. 
Yeah, I know. I just I think that he would cop to it. If he was going to leak it, I think he'd cop to it. Also, the full recording is on Washington Post. Jeff Bezos, the guy who runs Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, bought the Washington Post a couple of years ago, and they had just stated that they were going to put 20 reporters, their only job was to dig up dirt right. on on his past. So couldn't this be the first thing they found? Maybe. I don't know. Well, no, because Meg- the, the Sue Carswell was on Megyn Kelly Friday night, so no one saw it because okay. it's Friday night. Yeah, so. But... Um, <laughs> Well, I mean, if you're home watching Fox, you got problems. But it was yes. me. I was doing that, so I guess I had problems. So it, she uh, she interviewed her, and then there's this moment. She, she goes, "Well, I didn't. I lost the tape 20 years ago." Mm-hmm. And Megan Kelly's just like going, like hitting her head and being very animated. Yeah, very and, and then they both come to the uh, conclusion that he leaked it himself because okay. there's only two copies, and he would have recorded it. I see that that's a possibility. I just don't think that he would leak it and then deny that it was him. True. Unless he's such a genius as far as media goes that that would lead the rest of us down uh, a, a rabbit hole where we keep trying to figure it out. Right. And a week goes by and nobody remembers that stupid butler and the exactly. awful things that he was saying. I can. There's the, a way of looking at it. That's the thing about conspiracy theorists. There's always an angle where you can look at it, but sometimes it's just too neat. It's, it's too perfect. And uh, I, I have a feeling that somebody else will find find out who leaked it, I guess, eventually. Mm. Maybe somebody else at People Magazine. Maybe there was an editor at People Magazine at the time who, you know, keeps great... She says she never gave it to the editor. She just wrote the story. And she's also saying that he apologized to her back then. Took her out to dinner with Marla Maples. Yes, and said that, yeah, that was me, and I haven't been doing it. Really? Exactly. Oh, man. It's bizarre that he would deny it now. (laughs) No idea who that was. So what about his PR person at the time? Would that person know about it? I don't think he had one. That's the whole thing. Because he would say, like, don't... I'm going to be you tonight. He's not... He's (laughs) John Miller disappeared. I don't know where he went. He's not saying... That there was a PR guy. What he's saying is, this is somebody like Tim doing his voice now, and this was just made up now, oh. or somebody was doing an impression of him back then. And because it doesn't some seem hijinks. that it doesn't seem that difficult to look up someone whose name's John Miller, who was paid by no. Donald Trump. You know. Yeah, there was never there was never a John Miller. So right. what he's saying now is these were these were imposters, imposters, right? Total imposters. The guy could have been from Saturday Night Live. <laughs> A lot of these people they just wanted they want to do Trump's voice. I I don't know who they are. Again, interesting that one of these aliases, one of these so-called mm-hmm. PR people that often sounded like Donald Trump. The last name was Barron. That was 25 years ago. His youngest son is, what, seven or eight years old? His first name is Barron. So there's a <laughs> lot here that says to me, we can all agree, that was Donald Trump. Oh Whatever the gosh. story yes. is, that was Donald Allegedly. Trump. Allegedly. Allegedly. I'm, so I'm going I don't know. I, I, look, I don't know. <laughs> it, Jeb Bush may have done it. He does a real, really good Trump. He's a, it's, a, it's a really long piece. It's 15 minutes long. It's all available on uh, Washington Post, but at a certain point, she really does start to uh, talk about all the women who want Donald Trump and all the, women who want, all the actresses and celebrities who call yeah. him all the time. Liz Taylor, she's on me all the time. <laughs> she showed up. So uh, give me another story in campaign chaos. Another story in campaign chaos. I didn't well, say repeat me. I said give me another story in campaign chaos. That's me resetting my brain. Yes. I was just doing Donald Trump. I'm getting out of it. <laughs> 100 naked women are going to the GOP convention for one reason. And what's that? To be naked? To be naked and to... <laughs> To to make sure that women's uh, uh, women's rights are are right there for the GOP to see, because as we all know, the GOP hates women. Yes, this has been long established. <laughs> uh, they have no concern for women, especially nude women. Yeah, and so uh, these one hundred nude women are going to show up, but they're going to have giant mirrors that are going to reflect the sunlight, so you see the brightness of women. Oh, and this is because the artist has two young daughters, yeah, and he wants them to grow up in a world where they feel safe and can be nude anywhere and, they go and feel empowered to be a woman by being naked and holding up a giant reflective. 
massive uh, piece of glass. You know what? This is going to be almost the least interesting demonstration that's going on at the GOP. <laughs> this is going to be something. The Democratic one's going to be so much better. It'll be like 68 Chicago. I think. Possibly. We're looking at two cluster dot dot dots coming up yes, here we for are. both of these parties, I think. Strangely enough, you're right. The, 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 the Democrat side might get a little crazier because Bernie's not going to get out. No. And uh, if it gets really close and it's only the superdelegates that are, that are tipping things in her favor or almost only the superdelegates that are tipping things in her favor, they could go in there with a Chicago attitude. You're stealing this from us. Uh, who knows? Although I tell you, his crowd—they're—they're—they're they're, uh, they're not very uppity. They're very—they're—they're uh, they're a mellow hippie crowd, and I don't know. Well, there were radicals in the '60s that were uh, outside. I'm an overweight furry. I don't have time to make it to the rally, but Bernie forever. <laughs> you watched Bernie rallies because this is a kind of this is kind of a new thing in presidential politics. The last few cycles, where there are people always behind the candidates, yeah. and the idea is have a broad section: white people, black people, Asians, male, female, gay, straight. Let's Except for the Ted Cruz ones. It's yeah, well, no, they do as much. The, the last Ted Cruz one, there were only women up there. They do it like uh, the, the, the the box of a Girl Scout cookies thing. Yeah. It's like everybody is represented <laughs> right. uh, uh, behind them. And a lot of times, I look at the people behind Bernie, and they look like they're 15 years old. I, what can this person know about the world that I don't know? Alright. Uh, another story or two from Campaign Chaos. When we return, let's do it. Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. Eric Von Hessler. We're in the middle of a segment called Campaign Chaos. Jared's here. Autumn's here. Tim's here. Before we do the next story, though, apparently uh, someone on behalf of Trump wants to... uh, I don't know. Say something about this People Magazine Trump kerfuffle on this uh, audio thing. Yes, sir. Hey, good morning. This is uh, Trump campaign spokesman, Johnny Vanka. Yes, sir. Uh, is there something... Uh, so, are you here to admit that that was actually Donald Trump speaking to that People magazine reporter back in 91? Look, I don't think that was Donald Trump at all. Uh, I can tell you that uh, it doesn't sound like Donald. No. Uh, Donald would be uh, a little more uh, interested, I can tell you that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Madonna, Madonna, please. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Please. Uh, you, you or someone who sounded like you was sort of bragging about the fact that Madonna was into you. Well, it didn't sound like me. This is Johnny Vanka. That was uh, John Barron who called, or was it John Miller? One of the two. Uh, both, both of them long gone, long gone. They were let go. Uh, she's not good enough, Madonna. Madonna, she's too old, too veiny. Uh, <laughs> this was 25 years ago. to Trump. <laughs> so you're a big supporter of Trump, and you just want us to know that wasn't Trump on that phone call. Look, look, Ariana Grande called yesterday. She's very flexible. She's great. Lady Gaga, lots of talent. <laughs> just great. The girl from the Hunger Games called. Everybody's calling Trump. Well, we like to have all sides. Johnny Ivanka, thanks for calling in. And, yeah. uh, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> all right, another story in campaign chaos, because for some reason, Tim's not here to do it. Sure, so Hillary Clinton says she'll fight to make the District of Columbia the nation's 51st state, but Eric, only if she's elected president. Well, she can only do it if she's elected president, right? I mean, she can. Only, I guess she could fight for it. This is something that was going on for a long time. Why do you want? Uh, why do you want the 51st state to be D.C.? Hey, listen, there are a lot of Democrats 
in D.C. on living on the hill, smoking pot. <laughs> it is legal there, isn't it? It sure is. Uh, That's I, why I want to be elected president. Now, here's the thing is you don't need the, now, the people who live in D.C. are allowed to vote for the president. Correct. Uh, they, they do have I, delegates, and you, they do have electoral college people. Yeah, you win or you don't lose based on that. What they don't have is they don't have a member of the House of Representatives, and they don't have uh, senators, although they have shadow senators and shadow representatives. So there are people that are in the House that there's somebody who is called, I think, a designate or something, D.C. designate, something along those lines. And so they're there to provide a voice, but they can't vote. And it is kind of strange that you don't have representation if you are a taxpayer. Do they? Are there any taxpayers? Ta- uh, yeah. Outside of lobbyists and politicians, are taxation there any, without representation. Are there any, it right there on the there on ta- the license plate. Are there are <laughs> taxpayers there? They're the people that clean up after all the senators. That's what I'm talking about. So there are some taxpayers actually in mm-hmm. in, in the D.C. area. I have to say, I think that uh, you should have representation as, so long as you pay taxes. I've never quite understood why you don't, but. I don't want 51 states. You bring in D.C., you got to bring in Puerto Rico, because I think even numbers is the way it needs to be. You don't want 51 states. It's either 50 <laughs> or 52, as far as I'm concerned. That's the Von Hessler Doctrine. That's the hard-hitting commentary you only get from this Sunday chat show. Like numerology. <laughs> 52 or new. Uh, we will do a little thing called WTF when we return. News 95.5 and AM 750. WSB. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 2 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. I'm not alone. That's Tim. That's Jared. That's Autumn. And it is now time for this. What the? What the? What the? Seriously, what the? WTF. It's the end. All right, Autumn Fisher. Yeah. Fill us in on the WTF stories. Uh, according to the rep, Caitlyn Jenner is considering retransitioning to a man, uh, but her reps say it's not worth commenting on. So uh, there was a story, because I, I brought this up on our special show on Thursday. Mm-hmm. There was like one story on the internet, which you got to worry about once that happens. <laughs> <laughs> one story. Once, I'm just looking at Tim and his face and made me laugh. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> One story on the internet about, uh, but it was written by, the idea was the guy who wrote the book on the Kardashians said he had inside sources that said that Caitlyn was starting to have second thoughts about the whole transitioning process and was thinking of, I guess it's called detransitioning. Or retransitioning. Back yeah. to Bruce. Other people would just call it taking off a dress. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but so uh, now reps are out there saying this is absolutely untrue. And it's offensive. It's offensive. Yeah. It's an offensive. And you, Caitlin is happy and moving forward. I love where I am right now in life. I love being Caitlin. Uh, I'm waiting for the sex tape to come out. After we do... After we, oh, that would be collectively uh, Caitlin and Bruce, mm-hmm. after we uh, <laughs> do Sports Illustrated and do the nude thing, we're going to go back to being uh, Bruce for a little bit. Uh, this, this is a back and forth situation. So back, your rep is saying that there's no truth to this whatsoever. It's not worth commenting on is what I believe the comment was. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's not exactly a no. It's just not worth commenting on. You know, my children have never been prouder of their dad. Mm-hmm. Or mom. Or, or mom? mom. Well, no, I'm not their mom. How does that work? How does that work in the family structure? I'm not trying to make fun here or anything. It's just new to me. I, it, uh, I'm still their dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm st- always going to be their dad. And uh, So they call you dad? Uh, no, they call me 
Caitlin. Okay, they call you Caitlin. No. That, that's true. You know, the rest of the Kardashian, the sisters, call the mom Chris. They don't call her mom. Oh, okay. So I guess there's no problem there. Yeah, there's no respect at all coming from any of those kids. <laughs> no respect you know, at all. You, know, you didn't raise them right, I don't <laughs> think. Didn't raise them right. Well, they thought they had two moms. <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was Chris Kardashian and Dorothy Hamill. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said, no, I'm not Dorothy Hamill. I'm the other 70s Olympic icon. My name is Bruce, but you can call me Caitlin. Mm-hmm. That's fine. We just want to know, are you planning on going back? Eat your Wheaties and you'll find out. Well. If everybody, if you say 50 Wheaties box tops and send them in, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Ratings for that reality show, not so great, huh? Terrible. Uh, I am Kate's not really a... Uh, how about back to, uh, back to Bruce is the name of the new show, and we're going to show me detransitioning. Every day I'll have a d- different operation to make me more of a man. So this is, this is the this is an effort to actually up the ratings for I Am Kate, which is not looking too good. Yeah. I understand. Back yeah. to Bruce. Where do you see my new goatee? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, are they going to have another network for you guys? Are they going to keep you on? Uh, Spike. Spike, e- yeah. Oh, Spike? Oh, okay. <laughs> Spike TV. Moving over to Spike. <laughs> yeah. Infer what you will. Makes sense. Makes sense. Next story. Uh, Justin Bieber uh, might be having a meltdown, and some of his friends are pretty. Co- his fans are pretty concerned. He's <laughs> had a kind of a weird week. Like we all know the story about him saying, "I'm not going to take selfies with fans anymore." Right, and he feels like a zoo animal. He feels like a zoo animal because yes. people worship him, which was his plan when he was a kid to become famous. Other people become famous. They think all I want is to be famous, to be able to walk down the street and everyone knows who I am. And then it happens and they start complaining. Hey, I can't walk down the street without everybody knowing who I am. He's been famous since he was 15, though. He doesn't know anything else than that. I I understand that. I understand that. And now he feels like a zoo animal. I've started from the bottom and now everybody would just want to take my picture. (laughs) And so it's like, get away from me, man. Was it a video or was it a, a a written thing where he said, no more with the selfies? It was on my Twitter. Yeah, no more selfies. I'm a person and uh, you can't, I'm not going to do selfies with the fans, which seems kind of jerkish. And that story's known pretty well. But then another story was he was seen recently walking around Boston with no shoes on. Yes, and he was hanging from trees and trying to feed squirrels. <laughs> Oh man, they need they need to get him back in there for that monarch programming. Yeah, and then I think a couple of maybe like a, a day later, he's doing shots with people. He's, he had like a twenty four hundred dollar bar tab. Yeah, it's kind of a like like Johnny Manziel like. He's reached that age you now, the Britney age, where that yeah. programming wears off. It's time to get back in there. Well, he didn't have a childhood. He didn't have a, a oh, fulfilled no, childhood. Give me a childhood. It's true. You know he's been famous since he was fifteen. You know what I dreamed of when I was a child? Not having a childhood. I did not want to be a child. I wanted like the adults are having fun. Like they're going out, they're staying out late, they're you, going to all these cool movies I can't go to. When I was a kid, I was the last thing I wanted was to remain a child. So you, I don't. You don't know what it's like, Eric. You don't know what my life you is like. You know what? Like. I don't know what it's like to become famous at 15 and have women throwing themselves at me from the That's time really I'm hard to do I'll, all those ladies. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a lot of work. Excuse me, Justin. Oh, This is oh. Michael. Michael. Oh my God, Michael, you are such a big influence on me. Yeah, it's so cool to meet you. Get for a second. There you suck up. This is... <laughs> You got enough money. Why don't you just build a big mansion and get a get a chimpanzee and you can live alone, put an amusement park in the back, invite lots of children over? I was going to maybe buy a bunch of dolphins. 
Let's see, that's a waste of money. You can't play with the dolphins. You can't play with the dolphins. You can I can swim pool. with them. I feel like I have a connection with them. Monkeys are more fun. I feel bad a little bit because, what is he, 23 now, 22, 23 years old? And this is an age where people quite often do kind of suffer a little bit of an identity crisis. Mm. What's it all about, Alfie? You know, the whole thing. <laughs> and, and, but they have to do it, you know, in the spotlight. And if there's anything clinical going on here, mm. which is a possibility because that's the age that's right, things where start kicking for in. men where things like this start happening. Uh, and so well, you don't want to make you know too many jokes. Right now we don't see it as anything clinical and everybody hates Justin Bieber. So <laughs> it's fun to see him kind of go through this sort of thing. But there is a human being yeah. inside of there somewhere that we all should hope. A real person. The thing is the guy swings around back and forth between this attitude and that attitude so much. One day he's throwing eggs at his neighbor's house. <laughs> the next day he's you know telling fans, I found Jesus again and I just want my life to be about good and then I'm not going to take any more selfies. It's very erratic. It's very erratic and you know you can hope that there's nothing clinical at the bottom of it. Maybe it's just a little coming of age and you have to come of age in front of everybody. I understand that. Ten years from now he'll look back and think that he was a jerk. I've always, I, I don't know Justin Bieber. I If you played a Justin Bieber song for me I would not be able to identify it. I've never heard an entire Justin Bieber song. I've only heard snippets on television or during a story or something along those lines. But I can tell you this you got to give him a little bit of a pass on being a jerk because anybody any any boy I only know about my own personal situation any any boy who's 15 years old who is suddenly hugely famous and girls everywhere just worshiping you it would be impossible not to be a jerk. Am I right, Mark Dalton? It would be impossible not <laughs> to be a jerk. It's, it's, it sucks. <laughs> I mean, you would. But yeah, yeah, I, you're I, a jerk. Yeah, I know. It's happened to you when you had your big hit back in the 70s, and uh, it was the Mark Dowden experience. I don't know if people remember that. He had a huge hit. This, I'm just making I'm on fire. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, if you remember as a man back at the age of 15, it would be impossible. Uh, you would have to be so grounded. You would have to come from the best family in the world to not become a jerk at that age when everyone is suddenly worshiping you. So, I sort of understand that. Now he's transitioning, right, Caitlin, into adulthood. Oh, so it's put- very difficult. It happened to me. <laughs> yes. And, you know, we all know about this. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> and so uh, I think that you get very melodramatic when you're young sometimes and you're older. You look back. I mean, I look back at my own behavior when I was a teenager, in my early 20s. What a melodramatic fool. Just to complete. Well, everything well, I is would, so important. Everything's so important. <laughs> yes. I, mean, I look at I go back and find like the 19 year old Eric and there is no way that he and I would be friends. Hanging if, from trees in New York and oh, yeah. walking around barefoot. Yeah. If I did all that. I did all that. Sure. If he's not going through something mentally, he's yeah. just, for him, maybe he really is just trying to reconnect with something. You know what I mean? Like, be yeah. out there, be a normal person, but maybe problem, be a little bit less than a normal person, the, just to experience it. The thing is, when you're that age, what you think that you want for the rest of your right. life on Monday and what you think you want for the rest of your life on Wednesday are so completely different, but most of us aren't in the spotlight. Yeah. So people aren't going, hey, on Monday you said this, and now you're saying this. So he's dealing with it that way. But although I should say again, in serious he is at that age for boys where if there is a clinical thing that starts to creep in it does creep in and i think about that a lot about athletes and people who uh uh, child stars and people like this who if they do go through something traumatic like that in their early 20s it's on it's in front of everybody it's in front of everybody but you just there's no way maybe he was just stoned 
walking around sure. in the park with no shoes on. I mean, maybe he was just stoned because there's no way that he would think to himself, I'm going to go do this and this isn't going to be covered by TMZ. <laughs> it's impossible. Things get covered that happen in his bedroom. I mean, they had pictures of him nude. He thought he was out in the middle of nowhere, right. you know, on a, in a vacation home or something. So there's no way that he thought for a second that he would go out there and not be seen, which makes me wonder if there's something clinical going on here. And we don't know. I don't seem to see his mom around as much as I mean, obviously, yeah. when he was a kid and being chaperoned by her or whatever. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like he's got the uh, the old friends around. Do you him ever anymore. see his dad? His dad just rides around on motorcycles and, and does dune buggy jumps and stuff. <laughs> Spending his son's money. Exactly. I would take it. Yeah, absolutely. Just buy me a dune buggy and I'll leave you alone, yep. son. That's what I would do. If I could do that for the rest of my life, just ride a dune buggy around. I'm Justin Bieber's dad. Yeah, big, <laughs> no big deal. Who wants to buy me a beer? Yeah, that's right. Everybody wants to buy me a beer. I'm Justin Bieber's dad. Bring your daughter. Anyway, I hope it doesn't turn into a whole Cat Williams thing where it just keeps going on and on and on. And why do I care? I've never heard this kid's stuff. Remember when he used to come around the old radio station? Yeah, we like met 16? him. He, he was, was a mop top. He was a really nice kid back then. All right, when we return, I'm sure there's a WTF story or two that we can fit in. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. What a beautiful Sunday. Things are falling apart behind the scenes here. Arguments are breaking out. I'm trying to keep it from turning into a melee. Tim's here. Jared's here. Autumn is here. I'm uncomfortable sitting next to Jared. Uh, there was just a moment there that I, <laughs> as the host, I have to step in and say, let's be professional. Give me another WTF story. The U.S. Coast Guard is searching in the Gulf of Mexico for a woman who fell off of a uh, carnival cruise Friday morning. There's video footage of a 33-year-old, Samantha uh, Broberg, falling off the ship at 2 a.m. Now, here's the thing. There are 17 reasons why Eric never gets onto a, a cruise ship of any kind. Uh, and this is one of them. The fear of falling over. And then you're just... And if it happens at night and nobody knows... I mean, that is a way of going, of leaving this world that I just cannot imagine. Now, my assumption is, if you fall over, you've probably had a few drinks. I can't imagine, especially 2 a.m. Yeah. So she's partying, she's having fun, or we don't know, right? We don't know. Maybe somebody, maybe she jumped. I don't know. I don't, maybe I, I, somebody pushed her. It looks keep, like there's, I think that there's footage of it. Did you see the security? Because I didn't see, uh, every story I saw, they said there was footage, but right. they weren't showing the footage. And so I don't know exactly what it looked like, but shouldn't it be impossible to fall off a cruise ship? That's what I would think. I think there'd be so many safety regulated handrails and yeah. heights of things that like even if you were stumbling around on a rocking boat that you could not fall like weebles wobble but they don't fall down that's that kind what of I way. would think and she she fell from the 10th story and it's like well why don't you build those so that you actually fall to the, you actually they're cascaded so that if you fall from the 10th mm. you actually land on the balcony of the 9th ouch or something yeah well that would hurt but at least you're still on the vehicle <laughs> that's right you're not in the, <laughs> oh, you're not in the cold middle, Atlantic yeah. of, I mean I suppose that is just that is one of those fears now, I wouldn't say it's a fear that I have but it's one of those thoughts that I have where I say Eric live your life in such a way that that could never ever happen to you <laughs> and that's why I, I adhere by a rule that says I have to be within uh, I don't know say 500 yards of land at any given time I'll go out on a lake I always want to see the land. So, I like, wanna... if you, you wouldn't go on a masculine, like, deep-sea fishing no. excursion. No, no need to. Why would I do that? 
Because you got to catch bonding. a big fish. Do I want? No, no. Improve your manhood. I get Brr. sick yeah. anyway. I get sick anyway. This wasn't the, sh- the cruise ship that went to Cuba, right? Where everybody got sick. No, 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 no. no. That was the yeah. That was the that was the first. Uh, cruise ship to go to Cuba. Yeah, and then it did turn out that everybody, everybody got sick. Well, I mean, they all the, get norovirus. Well, I imagine something along those lines. Wow. The problem is you're 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 stuck with a whole bunch of other people. Now, don't get me wrong, and I don't want to act like this is this is bizarre and it's weird and it hardly ever 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 happens. I'm Mr. Paranoia. All I know is when I see a story like this. That's one of the 17 reasons that Eric Reinforces. I, I need land. I need land. I have to be landlocked. I feel <laughs> like I, oh, I can grab something if things go wrong. All right. There's, <laughs> there's a lot of outrage in this world. We cover it every week right here. And when we return, Outrage Corner, not with English Nick, but with Jared Yamamoto. tell me I got something for you. News 95.5 and AM 750, WSB, Eric Von Hessler on WSB. That's right, that's the show. I'm the guy, Eric Von Hessler. The doctrinaires are here, Tim Andrews, Jared Yamamoto, Autumn Fisher. Some programming changes to let you know about, temporary changes. You missing Neil Bortz in the morning? Well, you got him tomorrow morning. <laughs> Neil Bortz is in live, filling in for Herman Cain. That'll be 9 to noon tomorrow. And his old buddy Jamie Dupree is going to join him. Get the two back together again. And he's going to join Neil again at 11.06. It's good to see that Jamie's voice is getting better, too. Yes. And then everything just falls to pieces because on Tuesday, it's going to be me and the Von Hessler Doctor. We're going to fill in for Herman at least the first two hours, 9 to 11. So, Neil Bortz, tomorrow from 9 to noon for Herman. Yours truly, on Tuesday, 9 to 11 for Herman. They never give me the full three hours. I shouldn't say that. They do sometimes. But it seems like every time I fill in for Herman, it's 9 to 11 or 10 to noon. Hmm. And I'm not complaining. Am I? What's the other yeah, what talk, happens with that other hour? Oh, uh, they just they just turn off the That's, radio station. Oh, okay. Nothing happens at all, <laughs> which really kind of offends me. They think it's like two hours at a time. What is going to happen on our Tuesday? So that's off at eleven. So that's whenever we have uh, either our ABC News correspondent. Stop right there! I have to correct Uh-oh. you because I let it go seventeen times. That's when. When that is when we Not have whatever uh, we will, we will either have uh, ABC's Brad Milkey or we'll have uh, Jamie Dupree on in that segment. Okay, very good. So Neil nine to noon on Monday, Eric von Hessler nine to eleven on Tuesday, and then a mystery guest Ooh. between eleven and noon. It'll be um, wonderful and fun. And it is now time. You know there is outrage in this world. There's always outrage in this world. So it's time for Outrage Corner. That's outrageous. Nick. You've been listening a while. You get you get what's going on here. We just cover every story under the sun in these three hours. So now, what's outraging people? Yeah, this lady needs to stay off Twitter. It's a rapper Azalea Banks, and she's done it again. And she's outraged. She now, when you said uh, rapper Azalea Banks, is she famous? Is she big? Does she have a lot of? Rap hits in some circles. I she, I'd say she's big, but in others, okay. like for personally for me, I don't I don't think her stuff's very good. Can you can you do any of her song? Can you sing any of her? Songs? I cannot sing any of her songs, Isn't so I am not a fan. She got in trouble for going after Iggy Azalea and stuff like that. Right? A while ago, yeah. And what's her name? Her name is Azalea Banks. Yes, Whoops. she said Iggy Azalea stole her act. Okay, so she's mm. doing this a lot. Yeah, and but she didn't get thrown off of Twitter for that. 
And what is she doing now? So, she now going tw- so now Twitter is outraged with her after she launched racist attacks against the former One Direction star, Zane. So, I mean, she just needs some people just need to pull away from the keyboard a little bit. Why? She also supported Trump last week. Did she really? Yeah. Uh, so she's not, well, then she needs me. A rapper who supports Trump. She came out in favor of Trump, yeah. She's all over the place. Like, so why would she go? What does she do? She went after One Direction, another group that I have no idea. <laughs> if you played one of their songs, I would have absolutely no idea. But I know that they're huge. Um, so which did she is he Muslim because I saw in the story that she was making anti-Muslim remarks about him maybe some Pakistan or something yeah this like he's got some Pakistani descent but I mean still though why why is she doing this it doesn't make any sense well since I don't know who she is I can't answer that question I have no idea why she's doing this but uh, on Twitter I thought the idea behind Twitter was we could say look if they shut down everything on Twitter that was negative you wouldn't have a Twitter. And you know what? You almost don't have a Twitter. Have you seen their stock prices lately? Oh, God. I don't understand Twitter. Twitter is everywhere in my world. I see Twitter. Like, Donald Trump has run a campaign based on Twitter, but Twitter cannot figure out a way to make any money, and they're basically nearly bankrupt. Meanwhile, Facebook's killing it. I mean, they're making... The, right. their, their stock prices are through the roof. Uh, they've, I think they've almost tripled their stock prices the last I checked. And Twitter gets so much hype on, like, television shows. Can't stand... One of my least favorite things in the world is, you know, I'm going... ESPN has a story about something, and then the anchors read the tweets from other athletes and celebrities about this. Nobody sounds smart in a tweet. Nobody sounds. It, it doesn't matter what you're doing. So it's like ESPN will do the story, and uh, and Kobe Bryant tweeted, "Yeah, keep on going, man." Like, why, why, why? <laughs> and the quote is behind them. But the point is that little Tweety Bird is there every time. They get plenty of press, and like I said, Donald Trump has used Twitter to basically win the nomination. Hashtag huge. So if everybody's talking about them and everybody's using them, why are they in such dire straits when it comes to being a business? I don't quite understand. But Well, no they money? make money off of advertisements now, and they inject the advertisements into your feed. But it's not working. It isn't working. I click on them because I like Twitter better than Facebook. Oh, so, so you actually yeah. support it. Yeah. You call it a phantom click. Yep. You just click. You're not really interested, but you want them to be able to say you click. Yes. Why do you like Twitter better than Facebook? Because Facebook, to me, is is for um, oversharing, and when when people my age and, and 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 you know maybe thirty five and up are putting all these massively emotional yes. oh, blah blah blah, you know. I can't believe it. And, you know, people our parents' age, you know, people in their 60s and 70s, they use it now. And it's just, it's just it out brings, there. It brings everyone down to an infantile kind of point of view. Yeah. It's just like everything. Look what I'm doing. We talked about this before. I can't stand on Facebook. If it's, if you're, if, uh, maybe I'm hoping that Tim isn't one of these people. Maybe he is. Uh-oh. What? Uh, I, I immediately write off anybody who's, uh, Whose photo is them with their wife or significant other? I don't get that. Like, what, uh, I, I, or have a connected Facebook yeah. a- account where they're both of their names yeah, are there. Yeah. My photo is a goat chewing on my shirt. There so. you go. That's <laughs> the kind of photo you need. But usually on Facebook, it is kind of boring in the sense that, hey, look at me. I'm doing this right now. Don't you wish you were here? You but know well, what? there's that too. And like you said, extreme emotions, either yeah. very sad or very heartwarming. And on Twitter, you can interact with people that you look up to. To me, it's, you know, if, if I were to tweet like a guy that I respect and, and, and as a hero, 
of mine, say like Gilbert Gottfried, the comedian, and he likes it or retweets it. I feel good about that. That makes you feel better about yourself. Well, not I don't know it's about that. Part of his validation. It's validation. Is that what all this stuff is about? Just yeah. sort of validating the fact that we're here, we're yes. alive. Hey, somebody noticed me. That's true. Yeah. So uh, I, don't, I, I just don't understand with uh, with Twitter. They get they're in the news again because of this rapper and the thing, but they cannot turn that into a business model that sustains itself. They're talking about uh, Google or something. It's very noisy too. on there. You know what I mean? Like when you go on there, you do find a lot of these the spam accounts that seem to yeah. pop up all the time. You get a lot of the uh, the adult. Uh, adult yeah. entertainment followers that are just uh, it's ridiculous Wait, no, like, no 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 hold on first you have to follow somebody no no no, no no they could they can follow bots. you this they're bots. that's why yeah they're bot and then they get you to follow them because yeah. their picture is of something sexy oh you know what I, when i was in the airport a couple weeks ago uh, i was waiting for the, i got there a half hour before the plane came in and i'm going through my stuff my on on my phone and uh, I hit a Twitter link and it came up with this uh, sort of porno site. Was, yeah. Luckily uh-huh. nobody saw me. Like, who wants to be that guy at the airport? See if you <laughs> when your followers like things or retweet things then these people that they follow see you right. these bots and then yeah. they come right to you and they like it and they want you to click on them. And even though Facebook still has the spam accounts out there, it seems like they do a much better job of regulating them than Twitter does. I like Twitter better. I like Twitter because I follow over a thousand people and entities, and I follow people from the far left to the far right and everything in between. So when I turn on Twitter and I go there, it's like a newsstand from all over the political spectrum, people putting up the stories that they think are important or say something, and I get a really good, quick idea of what is important to people, and I can, you know, see how stupid people are quite often, but I use it like that, like a newsstand. True is I don't really, I don't use it for my opinions very much, but I learned a long time ago not to have opinions on social media, Mm. because you just start a fire and walk away, and then you come back a couple days later, and you, for me, anyways, I'm just some sort of, like, oh my God, that's been on my page for two days? That comment that that person has made about the president or somebody else? And you so can't I even talk stop. about sports on there anymore yeah. without it becoming political. And it's just, it's, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I tell you, one time I was, uh, I saw Bruce Springsteen do something and I just put a thing up there, you know, on Facebook. Oh, Springsteen, this is great. I love what he's doing. And then, like, somebody went after me. Uh, he avoided the draft in the Vietnam War. Like, like, what? Is this, is, I, I thought, like, Bruce's image was so far beyond that. It's not really something that I had any interest in engaging me. Like, I have no opinion and no interest about Bruce Springsteen and the Vietnam War. I just said, I like this song or something. And that know? was on Facebook? Yeah, so people, yeah, just yeah. Facebook is tough yeah. like that. Yeah. Twitter is has less of that. I mean, yeah. there, there are some replies to you that are... You know, not very pleasant or yeah. or like trolly. Sure, you know, but it does. It's seem, everywhere yeah. up there. I mean, I think it's like a little bit more difficult with Twitter, right? Because you have the character limit, yeah. and yeah. maybe yeah, maybe more people see it what, than on Facebook or something. What I don't like Facebook's is when worse. people like me and then they they say something bad about somebody else, and then they put my handle. And the other person's <laughs> handle in there. On Twitter. And, and, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it looks like I'm behind this effort against somebody else. That I can't stand. Yeah. That always happens whenever you fill in. I know. Oh, I'm yeah. like, hey, it's not me. Somebody can think that. I'm, I'm just happy for any opportunity that I get. I, I had a, on Facebook, I had a friend request from someone who I was already friends with. And so I didn't, I didn't know. I thought maybe they had canceled their account and, or maybe they had unfriended me on accident. So I friended them again. And then I immediately got a message from them saying, hey, my account was weird, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and I said, how do I know you're not a, a robot? Maybe I'll ask you a question only you would know. And then he unfriended me because really? it was a fake person. Oh. It was a bot. And then that, that person who I really was friends with had to post saying, someone hacked my account. If you get a friend request. So 
I could have like caught them right there. Mm, just like your <laughs> mysteries. I've, <laughs> I've said this before. If I didn't do what I do for a living, I would be off all of these platforms. I would not take part in any of these. But the, you know, we do a show. We do three podcasts a week on the WSB Radio app. And so every time you put a show up, you want to let people know there's a show. That's why I have mm-hmm. these 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 things. But if I did not have to let people know what show I've just put up or what I'm doing or we're doing a live show, come join us. If I didn't have any of those needs, I I guarantee to you, I would have been all over social media when it first came out. I would have thought it was terrific, and by now, I would have taken myself completely off of all of them because there is just a lot of negativity. I'm not interested. I got enough of my own life. Why do I got? I got my own crosses to bear. Why do I got to open up my page and find <laughs> out everything that you're going through? Because I don't know how interesting I am unless I yeah. get a certain amount of likes on something. Yeah. I and say. then there's the people who are lying all the time. Like your life is just so wonderful. You're a person just like me. You know your life isn't any better than nope. mine. No, nope. that explains my Instagram. Like, and that explains. <laughs> Like getting Eric to self-promote is so freaking hard that because is. you're like, Eric, just post something on Twitter. Come on, <laughs> let people know that you're here. He's like, ah, nah, I don't know. You guys are better at that. Autumn, you handle that. Or Tim, yeah. you handle that. Yeah. Remember when I did this? I completely go back to, uh, boy, this new Springsteen track is great. You listen to Springsteen? <laughs> I don't listen to Bruce Springsteen. You're un-American. He, uh, he avoided the draft in the Vietnam War. <laughs> Hey, look, pal, I didn't know. Oh, was he 15? <laughs> I was just listening to the song. <laughs> I apologize. I didn't know the whole world. Like, everybody sees the world through their prism, right? And then anything you put up there, they respond through their prism. Mm-hmm. They can't just relax. In their prism, they're always right, too. Well, in my prism, I'm always right. <laughs> we all suffer from that. My right. own prism. Another outrage or two when we return. Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. I'm Eric Von Hessler. That's Tim. That's Jared. That's Autumn. We're in the middle of Outrage Corner. But you know what? I want to talk about what we were talking about uh, in the break there. Uh, because the transgender thing came up again. And you were saying that, uh, what did you say? How, how many stations? Uh, the call, the station So got? we have our open mic feature on the WSB radio app. Yeah. And as soon as the news broke, when Obama said that uh, essentially you can use any bathroom of your choice. Basically, and it, he directed, the, he told uh, every, every public, public school, school, you've got to allow transgenders to use the bathroom of their choice, the sex they identify with not necessarily the sex that they were born with within an hour of that news breaking we had 150 open mics within that first hour and this is what i want to say and take what you believe or don't believe about it off the table that response is exactly what the white house wanted because if you look at this no matter what you believe about this transgendered issue less than one percent of the population calls themselves transgendered this is an awful lot of headlines for less than one percent of the population but this is going to be a close election and obama knows that they need every progressive voter to get up off their fannies and go out and vote and this is a setup and it is basically meant for the rest of the country and it is like trolling the South because what they want LOL. is they, 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 <laughs> they want uh, a talk radio and especially in the South what they want to see on ABC News and NBC News and all this is a lot of people with Southern accents I'm being 
just as blunt and honest as I can be here. This is what they want. This is what the progressives want. Look at it. Less than 1% directives to the schools. This is the m- more important than ISIS. What they want, what they want is a lot of people with southern accents saying, no, not in my territory. This ain't going to happen. Ain't going to use no bathroom, no queer. Because that gets, thank you for that. <laughs> that but you're right. You're right. That's what they want. Right. They want to pull out the most extreme examples so that progressives in Portland and progressives all over California, the progressives in swing states, Pennsylvania, swing. West Virginia, all of, you know, <laughs> that's what they want. They want to, because if, you can't be doing this just to pander to the votes of less than 1%. They're not going to get you over the top, but they're creating this situation to make sure that every progressive voter says this is too important. I may not like Hillary. What are, we de- what are we dealing with here on the other side? A lot of Bernie Sanders stuff. That's going to come to an end. Bernie, if you're listening to me right now and you're a Sanders fan, he is not going to be your nominee. There's a time when that's going to come to an end. And there, and already, there isn't a big groundswell of support the Democrat Party passionately for Hillary. So this has to be done with issues. And that is why the president did what he did the other day. To basically call out everyone so that they can scare the progressives in swing states and in Ohio, Pennsylvania, these places, and they go out and vote. That's really what's going on. That's the Von Hessler Doctrine. I'm just here to tell you what's really going on. What you think about the bathroom law, whether you think it's right or whether it's wrong, that's up to you. I'm just here to inform you that when you respond like that, I'm sorry. You're doing exactly what the president wants for his own political ends. All right. My buddy, my misanthrope buddy from New York City will join us next with stories from Studio B1. News 95.5 at AM 750 WSB. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Live from Sherwood Forest, Hour 3 of the Von Hessler Doctrine begins now. I'm the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. The doctrinaires are here. That's Tim. That's Autumn. And uh, that's the guy who uses the Q word whenever he wants to. On air, sometimes. As rhymes, an LGBT. rhymes with sheer. Yeah. It's only offensive if you're a jerk. Mm-hmm. And I am not a jerk. That's kind of subjective. I don't know. A little bit earlier, Autumn was thinking you were a jerk, but I guess you guys worked it out. We hugged it out. We ta- No, we, you did not touch me. <laughs> <laughs> I think she means you talked it out. We talked it out. I gave her an air hug. Metaphoric. I refused yes. the air hug, and I'll be talking to... Um, you accepted it, and you liked personnel it. Personnel, or whatever. <laughs> uh, what's it called? In the office. Where you go to HR. HR, thank, thank you. you I'll be much. going to HR. Thank you. Uh, it is now time. We can keep uh, talking away here, but we can't delay the inevitable for too long. It's my misanthrope buddy from New York City. He's a misanthrope. He has a dark heart. And he needs a good psychiatrist. New York. New York. It's Greg Russ with stories from Studio B1. Howdy, Greg. Hello. Jared tells me you're still upset about the Braves. <laughs> well, he he started it. I, I just to, we can get to that. I just want to say that both Jared and Autumn are out of line. I was listening, and when Jared said the word, I did recoil. I was like, "Whoa, he really just did that." But 
he was also mocking a person who would use the word. That's correct. So, so you know, Autumn, don't get overly offended. But, you know, I get uh, to me, I get worried because I've been tossed off the air a couple of times for things that people have said. And we live in a different America. Well, it where, shouldn't have been said. I, I, started, I was like, eh, I don't. No, no, no. I don't, I don't think so. I think in America, you used to have, like, all in the family. People understood mm-hmm. uh, when you were, like, creating characters and you using certain, certain language. But uh, uh, people these days are, are not very well. They're not very bright. And they get angry very easily, so that's why I recoiled at yeah, the keyword. Jared, would you like to apologize to everyone for using the keyword? I think that that word is being embraced now, so I don't. I, I'm not referring to it yeah, in a negative way. I'm playing. I was playing a southern character there for you guys. I just like the fact we have a new letter word, Q word. <laughs> the Q word. Can't even Q. say it. It sounds. It's a, It's ridiculous to me. Like if somebody, if some racist scrawls something on a bridge, right, and then on the right. news they're telling you about it. Now this is the news. That guy is the news anchor. You know for a fact he's not the guy. Guy who got a can of spray paint and scrawled this word across a bridge, but when he's telling you what the word was, he has to say the N word. You know where, what? If where that- you would think that in, in reality, it's news and they're supposed to be bringing you facts. And how would anybody hold it against this guy to just tell you the truth of what was there? And we all sound like small children now. It's so, all oh, the Q word and the this word, and we're so fragile. Well, the- the F word that you were about to hit upon is the one I don't like, Freedy. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, rest of us refer to him as Freddy, and uh, I guess you're one of these people who think that he should be gone, Greg. Uh, you know, I have paid no attention to the Braves this year. I checked out a long time ago with that team. After, yeah. I think the second time the team just quit on Freedy mid-season and they missed the playoffs, I was like, all right, this this is done. And then the, the stadium deal didn't sit well with me, but it's mostly Freedy. If they got rid of him, I maybe would come back. Don't think, but I thought that this was the year he was only put on like a one-year extension, right? And everybody kind of knew they didn't have the people they needed this year. It's the last year in the stadium. I think they made a decision to push that. Like Most of the commercials are about, hey, you only have one more season to come out to Turner Field. You grew up here, right? Memories. And watch, and watch the worst team that's ever played at that stadium. <laughs> come see your favorite team that's not the Braves. <laughs> so uh, so I guess this was all baked in, right? The idea is this, is, this was probably going to be his last year unless somehow he turned it around. Well, I, I don't know the way it was sold. Maybe it was with with Freedy was hey we know it's going to be a bad year just get through this and you have another chance or what I tend to think is even if that's the way they implied it a bit it's you're done after this year we're not going to bring someone in to have a bad season See, so. I've, yeah that's what I was thinking and, and I've checked out so much because I've only heard I haven't actually watched a full game yet and I've so I've 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 checked out is the feeling that he's actually not even getting what he should get out of these players like is it because the idea was that he wasn't going to have a great roster this year, but are people beginning to look at it and say, no, you're not even getting what you should get out of these players? Is that I the ask set? Jared? Ask Jared. He, I mean, he, I like I said, I have I didn't even seen one Braves at bat this year. I mean, they're set. They're they're on a pace to lose like 124 games. I mean, obviously <laughs> that 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 will never happen in modern baseball. But still, it might. I mean, how how many? How many chances is this guy going to get him? He's had, as Greg said before, I think three teams collapse on him, just yeah. completely give up. He had some decent talent when he took over and did uh, did very little with them. Yeah, I mean, they made the playoffs twice and were just disappointing. First round exits in both both in both appearances that they made in the playoffs. So, hey, they got, they got a good, the Gwinnett Braves are in first place, right? Yeah, they are. So, so the Gwinnett Braves are good. There's some good Braves baseball in town. You just got to be able to go find it. All right, hit me with a story from Studio B1, Greg. After all, that's the name of the segment. That's why you're here. All right, uh, Vladimir Putin. 
He's more admired across the world than the Dalai uh, Lama or Pope Francis, according to a poll. Now, I don't know the details of the poll. Part of me thinks that Putin conducted this poll himself as he held a gun to people's heads. But <laughs> How do you feel yeah. about me? <laughs> did you say the Delhi Lama or the Dalai Lama? It did sound like Dalai Delhi. Lama. I, I, I mean, yeah, I didn't want to just stop and correct myself. It came out incorrectly. But. So uh, they did a poll for the most admired men in the, on the planet. And Vladimir Putin came in above the Dalai Lama and and who else? Uh, and Pope Francis. And Pope Francis. That surprises me. Why so he's, uh, he's six. What? He's six out of the top 20 most admired men. Where? Uh, so, OK, there's two things. Where was the where was the survey done? And men, they're, t- they're saying the word man. And, and yeah, Putin is like a tough that, that, man. The, the, yeah, but on so the female the, side, Hillary always she's wins. She's 5'4". Yeah, Hillary's the on there. Really? The, the most admired female, Angelina Jolie. <laughs> <laughs> Who are they asking this question? I have no Russians. Question. I think they're asking Russians. Followed by Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> I just said, uh, why would Vladimir Putin be... Uh, you know what it is? It's strong, strong leaders are admired, right? That's Vlad, right. I mean, you're strong. I went into Syria with Russian jets and troops and wiped out ISIS quickly. Could finish, but where was Obama? <laughs> Apologizing somewhere, maybe giving... Uh, anyway, also took care of Ukraine, create novel Russia. People like strength. How about... Horseback fact, riding? There's the horseback riding. Shutless. How about the fact that uh, now it's been it's just out in the open Russia is apologizing it turns out the Sochi Games all of the Russian athletes were doped up by the government the government actually had a handler in there switching out their uh, their 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 bodily fluids that had to be tested and this was all being done by the government and it looks like the Olympics are thinking about saying you can't compete in Rio wow. because of everything that happened so are you ready to apologize to the world for doping up the athletes so that you could win the most gold medals in your Sochi Olympics I apologize to all the world for the athletes who were doping during the Olympics Olympics in Sochi, and <laughs> I will tell you this: nobody wants to go to Brazil anyway because yeah. we'll get robbed and uh, killed. There's a bit more than that. You got the Zika virus. Mm-hmm. Yes, you got, uh, the water is polluted apparently with human waste. Why so, not stay in Kiev? Good luck to you. <laughs> good luck to you if you're the rowing team. And in Brazil, uh, the president just got impeached, and that impeachment trial will be going on during the Rio Olympics in the summer months. So, I guess it can't get it. Pretty soon we'll stop talking about all the doping that went on in the Russian. No one cares. <laughs> has, has Sochi collapsed yet? Like I know that those buildings that were put up were they were done poor. They were just built yeah. to last through the Olympics, and again, they're not really twenty years from now. None of these are going to be around. A lot of facades. I think it was built on swampland, but I can tell you as a racing fan, just a couple of weeks ago, Formula One. There's a Formula One track there, which is you, it takes a lot of money. Formula One is capitalism. It's a movable capitalist feast. It's a lot of money, and they had a, they had a great track. It was a great race. So Formula One is racing there. So there's still something there. It hasn't completely sunk into the ground, if that's what you're asking. Yet. Not yet. So uh, hit me with another story from Studio B1. All right. I'll I'll, I'll mention this one because I know you're going to have a a field day with it. New York Mayor Bill de Blasio, who I know you're going to say that I like, but he's really failed. I think I I have not liked him for quite a while now. Not progressive or liberal enough for you. But but he's asked New Yorkers to boycott Chick-fil-A because at the corporate level, they've supported organizations that promote a traditional definition of marriage. But it's not working. It's not working. They open up a Chick-fil-A. 
they're still lined up around the yeah. block, yes. and they're they're idiots too. Anyone who's going to wait in line, <laughs> it's good chicken. I'll tell you that. No, right. it is, it is. But yeah. I think there's a couple of different things going on here. First of all, for some reason, hipsters love to stand in lines for places that are just opening up mm-hmm. that they've heard about. So there's that phenomenon I, I, going I, on. Look again, you like to go hipsters. They're definitely a part of it. It's just people in general like to line up and wait for these things. And then are they boring? Yeah. And then they, like they go back to work, and for the next two hours, all they talk about is the fact that they ate at this place. I, I have no idea. Maybe they just don't have a whole lot <laughs> no, going No, you on. take a picture uh-huh. and then you post it on Instagram and then you like get all the likes. But then some people will be upset with you because uh, the Chick-fil-A is not... Is, and now look, all Chick, first of all, Chick-fil-A kind of pulled back from a lot of politics once that, that last thing happened. And also, this is what I'll say to people who don't agree with Chick-fil-A. All right? When you look at Chick-fil-A, first of all, the food is unbelievable. The, the people are actually wildly nice and helpful. The most, the, the nicest, most helpful counter people. So they're trained my pleasure. to actually say things like my pleasure. And thank you. And, and thank you, which you don't hear a whole lot. But if you don't like their religious bent, let me just throw this fact at you. They are closed today. If I want Chick-fil-A, I can't go. So based on their own moral code, they lose billions of dollars a year. That's walking it like you talk it. How much money do they lose every year by being closed on Sunday? Now, all you liberals who hate the fact that everybody's greedy and they do everything for money, you may disagree with these people, but you might want to take the time to admire the fact that they actually walk it like they talk it. We'll try to squeeze in another story too, or two from Studio B1 when we return. The summer's out of reach. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Interrupted there, Jared was explaining how the Yamamoto's got from Japan to the Deep South, which is fascinating, but we won't go into it here. Greg Russ is with us. Stories from Studio B1. Give us another one, sir. All right, that 15-year-old kid who said he discovered a hidden Mayan city probably didn't discover a hidden Mayan city after. I don't know this 15-year-old kid. So people were believing that a 15-year-old, after people have been looking for these hidden Mayan cities forever. And so there's a thing that went through the internet, I take it, or something along those lines. That a, yeah, so a 15-year-old became- is actually the one who found the Mayan city. Through what? Google Maps or something? How in the world would <laughs> well, he Well, actually, actually, he did uh, use Google Maps and star charts. Uh, he became interested in Mayan culture after the end of their calendar in 2012. Oh, and the world was the supposed apocalypse. to end. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What a, but, what a but so he kept So he kept looking and he came up with a theory that the Mayans founded their cities to correspond with stars in 23 specific constellations. And he overlaid a map. Uh, with the cities and the star charts, and a lot of them did match up. And they said, wait, there should be another one right here. And then he looked in the area, and he found what looked like a pyramid covered with like uh, trees and, and grass. But it turns out it's probably just an old cornfield. Yeah, and so, so, <laughs> so grown people actually responded to this before checking it out, right? I, if I, I don't even have to know this story to know how the internet works. There, <laughs> no, was, a, there was a few it. days there where this was the smartest 15-year-old in the history of 15-year-olds. And, the White House. And, no, yeah, and nobody checked it. It does. It reminds me of the clock uh, kid. Nice clock. By the way, that clock kid, that whole thing was a complete scam. And nobody talks about it. That was, that was a setup. His 
parents sent him there to cause a stir, to create something, and everybody jumped on it, and ABC, Good Morning America had him on, but then when everybody finds out behind the scene that the whole thing was made up, and it was all garbage, they just keep on moving. Like the mainstream media is like a shark. They just if they stop hey, moving, they, they die. They just kept on. They didn't come back on and have Rock and Robin Roberts say, "You know what? I need to apologize to you and everyone else for treating this kid like he was a genius." <laughs> it turned out that he took an old clock, took it apart, stuck it in a briefcase or something, and brought it into the school with it ticking. With it ticking, and the whole thing was designed to make people believe it was a bomb and to cause some trouble so they could get on the news with the anti-Muslim stuff. Aren't you glad? Did I'm they, telling you on, that they, because ABC ain't going to tell you that. They just keep on moving. Did they win their lawsuits, that no. family? No. no. They I was going to say, if they, hey, I was hoping they did because if that's not representative of the American spirit, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> Americanism, funny, there will have been some assimilation. So uh, so what, how did somebody find out? Did, after all this praise, somebody actually went to the area and looked, or well, what? So, so that's what? That's what happened. People jumped on, like, oh, this kid's the smartest. And then, you know, real researchers and uh, scientists, they did some, they looked in a little bit further, like, eh, no, that's wrong. Are you telling me the internet was wrong? I find this <laughs> difficult to believe. I know, it's, it's rare. <laughs> it's rare, but, but it I does read happen. It. So, uh, we got some Doctrine Extra coming up. These are the stories from the preceding segments that were almost left on the table when we return. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome back. I am Eric Von Hessler. My doctrinaires are with me Tim, Jerry, Autumn. Even Greg is here. But first, we have to uh, let you know about what's going to go on the next couple of days. So you missed Neil Bortz in the morning? Well, guess what? Monday morning, tomorrow, Neil Bortz live on WSB, filling in 9 a.m. to noon for Herman Cain. And Jamie Dupree is going to join him as well. So he'll be on at 11.06. And then everything just falls apart. Because on Tuesday, it's me and the Von Hessler Doctor. We fill in for Herman from 9 to 11 on Tuesday. So Neil Bortz tomorrow morning on WSB. So it's now time for this. Ladies and gentlemen. It's the stories, WTFs, and outrages we just couldn't miss. Extra, extra, read all about it. It's the Doctrine Extra on the Von Hessler Doctrine. So, that, that, that little... That little imager is uh, getting a little better, I think. Yep. Uh, Slowly improving. People are still laughing at the extra, extra part. So <laughs> is, that, is that another version? Is that a new version? <laughs> we change it every week, right, Eric? Uh, yeah. we can. Slowly but surely, we're going to get that imager exactly where we need it. But Doctrine Extra basically means you've heard all of these different segments we do. Headlines, outrage, WTF, stories from Studio B1. But there's always a threat that we'll leave some stories on the table. So let's go back and... Eat them back up somehow. <laughs> Scoop them back in. So let's start with headlines. Jared Yamamoto, a story that was in the headlines that we didn't cover. Yeah, I think, Eric, I think you sent me an emoji on Thursday, so you're starting to follow follow what these things do. But Do not turn this into a house of lies. <laughs> I think you did. I, I think you did. Oh, let me look back me. through my thing. I think you did you, send me an emoji. Uh, oh, you would have to look back awful far, and you would not see it. I don't. You were do drunk. It was an eggplant yeah. emoji, and we all know what that means. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Is it bad? <laughs> I don't even know. Don't act coy. Well, regardless, I, I know so much. I'm so 
out of it clueless when it comes to emojis <laughs> that I almost always refer to them as emojis. Yeah. And then Autumn makes fun of me for being old. So and The eggplant only means something when it's in the shopping cart. So Okay. Wait a minute. I don't know. Peach. What are you talking about? I got a feeling. <laughs> go, I don't know, but I just have a feeling that on WSB, Sunday afternoon, family radio, yeah. we it shouldn't go It means let's go, go grocery shopping together. Hey. That's what it means. <laughs> I, know, I know. I forgot. I forgot that the families gather around the old radio. The old That's radio, right. And they listen to WSB. That's right. It's like... Uh, uh, it's the Ovaltine Hour. That's okay, so what's, gas hour. <laughs> what's happening on the emoji front? So Google wants to boost women's diversity by offering both male and female emojis for pretty much everything that they offer. Can the world just stop for one second <laughs> on all of this? What does that even mean? Are they going to put like a little bow, or like a pink bow on yeah. something? What? What I don't even care about what they're going to do. Does, does this have to get into every single thing? Who is the woman who is not feeling empowered? Who is the woman who feels oppressed who, when Google puts the emojis and has empowered emojis, that fixes everything? You know what? As a, woman, as a woman, I was feeling as if I was being oppressed in the society, but once I saw that there are emojis that... I don't know, Eric. It shows gender roles in these. I'm looking through I, them right I, now. Like, like the police you. officer is only a man. Uh, uh, you could have a woman police officer. Uh, there's also the one where there's a woman with her hand held down, uh, hand held down like in a graceful manner. There's no man doing that. Who? So yeah, yeah, that's, hold on, you got it, you got it, you got it right there, Jared. It's not just the women who are offended, Eric. The men are offended. I'm offended that the painting of the fingernails. There's no man version of that. That's right. Good point, so, Greg. Big ugly knuckles. Men. Sometimes men yeah, like the- <laughs> reading from each. Hey, why why can't there be an emoji of uh, two guys sitting around and one's combing the other guy's hair? That happens all the time, right? <laughs> why? I mean, In a salon. I just I just what I mean is. <sighs> Who feels more empowered because it's a, an emoji is supposed to be there to go, hey, don't take that seriously. It was a joke, right? Because in text, you can't really get sarcasm. You can't really get the uh, the sort of uh, spirit of what's being said. And oftentimes people used to get offended because you'd say something sarcastically in a text, but they don't hear your voice. So if you put LOL next to it, that explains that was a joke and they take it the right way. And then the em- em- emojis came along. Emojis? Emojis, 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 pictures, emojis (laughs) came along, and then that that stood in for the LOLs and the rolling on the floor laughing. Now I feel threatened if a man sends me a text and puts a winky smiley face. Yeah, because I don't know whether that winky smiley face is male or female. Now, if it's a man, then I feel threatened. You should. Yes. So now, because how how dare you wink at me? That is so creepy. That's a sexual microaggression. It really is, and I feel scared inside, and then I don't leave my house for days mm-hmm. and then I can't pay for my I, I can't pay my bills but thankfully Google has come along with your own emojis exactly. and you now can get your whole life back together again if you send me a female winky smiley yes. face then oh, that's just my girlfriend give me a winky when I, I when I was a kid they used to call people like this bean counters people who would complain about everything that wasn't there that should be there I just don't see it I don't see a person who feels better about herself because there's finally an emoji that speaks to where the, that, that's not the purpose of these things and now they're black and white I think in the beginning they're just all yellow like the Simpsons who cares 
Who cares? Yeah, you can choose your shade if you like hold your finger down uh, on the middle. You can choose whatever shade color of skin you'd like. What gender is this uh, no chicken hope. leg, I wonder? There is no hope. <laughs> it's a hen. chicken leg it's and a the hen. taco emoji. There is no hope for this country if this is what people think about it. If there's people out there who today are celebrating because they wanted this, they pressured for this, and they got this, so let's go have a drink. Anybody <laughs> having drinks at that table will never be successful at anything. Although they've already, I guess, been successful at getting this stupid thing pushed through Google. I just don't get it. I, I, why? What why is, is there pepperoni pizza, but there isn't a gluten-free vegan pizza? <laughs> yeah, that's an aggression. I know. You're right. Yeah, they want you. And that's They're not thing. considering me. It's another thing. Now I'm going to be going off on rants here. Uh-oh. Because you got me going. You brought up the gluten thing. Every day I drive home, I got to Roswell, and uh, there's a place, gluten-free cupcakes. And I have this knowledge that I don't understand why other people don't have this knowledge. This is not debatable. If you don't have, what is it called? Celiacs? Right. 1% of society has celiacs. If you have celiacs, you should not go within 100 yards of gluten. But that's it. If you are not a celiac, which sounds like something from Land of the Lost, (laughs) if you are not a celiac... There is zero, listen to me, people, listen up. Zero, people argue about whether it's a number or a concept. That's how hard it is to grasp the nothingness that is represented by zero. There are zero health benefits from being gluten-free. Not 30%, not less than you thought. None. Zip. Nada. Zilch, Melanie the Millennial Blogger, I could tell, disagrees. Hey guys, so I just want to point out that like cavemen did not eat bread, so have bread. Yeah, and they were healthier it. back then. They were like walking every day uh-huh. and I lifting heavy. To do with it. Yeah, and then like not eating bread and gross like candy and stuff. So, they look gross. great when they died at twenty eight. Yes, yes. Hey, of you old know, age. That's I want to do that, but like not die, like not have the dying oh. part, so but you're just like. Free. Oh, I'm gluten free. Um, I basically, I mean, I do eat some meat, but I try and go like for these cleanses where uh-huh. you don't cat, you don't oh, eat. Any- that's another thing. That's you don't eat thing. anything that casts a shadow. Okay. <laughs> Whoa. What do you eat? I love that. So it's a very complicated diet. So uh, I just the the gluten, the just everything, just all of it is just. You're, you're, uh, I I see that and I look at that sign and I say you are taking me for a fool. And yet, obviously, that gluten-free cupcake sign is out there because it draws in people. But, like, have you eaten it? I've eaten gluten-free stuff just because it's hard to get away from. So, like, you haven't tried to be gluten-free? Because I bet you that if you were gluten-free, you'd feel, like, so much better. (laughs) And you would not be, like, yelling at me right now, which is what you're doing. And it's feeling very aggressive, and I'm not feeling safe. You are being exclusionary to the non-celiac gluten sensitivity sufferers. They they don't exist. (laughs) They don't exist. It's all in people's heads. You know, it, it, it reminds me of, uh, like, the people, like, they, they, these things become trendy, like, oh, we're going to, f- what is the freezing thing that's going on now? Cryo. Cryo. Stasis. Oh, Stasis. where you're, you're talking about, like, it's a it's a spa treatment, basically, yes, where you yeah. get into a super cold oh, chamber. Oh, that's yeah. Like Ted Williams' head. No, no, no Ted no, no. Williams' head. Yeah. That's, that's something that's after you're dead. 
But oh, uh, no, they are just applying this to you while you're alive. Now. Yeah, yeah. And the idea is the inflammation. Mm-hmm. You know, all of a sudden something matters. You know, so a few years ago, I started reading about how inflammation is the problem. So you just don't want things. You don't want any inflammation going on. I think that's some of the gluten stuff, isn't it? Yes. It, it inflames things. And yet, this is my uh, look at the world. Um, people, what is the average lifespan now? It's in the 70s, mm-hmm. right? Didn't it used to be in the 60s? So it used to be like it used to be like 65 or 66, and now the average lifespan is 72 or something like that, which means a lot of people, if you understand how averages works, a lot of people are living into their 80s. That used, but all of a sudden, inflammation is what's killing us. Yet back when nobody cared, people lived shorter lives. We're living longer now than we've ever lived on average, and we're being told we're doing it all wrong. But Our your, diet but is But your life us. is, like, gross. Like, this long life that you lead is super gross. So you're, <laughs> you're leading a... My, I have a very clean diet. You do the cleansings? Oh, yeah, I do cleansing. Because, no, like, that? you have to no, flush you your toxins. Because I have, my mom, she was horrible and gave me McDonald's when I was a kid. Yeah. And you know that stuff, like, hangs out in your colon for <laughs> years. I've got probably, like, old weird candy bars in there. Yeah. It's and true. chicken nuggets. It's not true. Causing me to, like, not remember math, it's probably. It's not like, true. I have a problem with math, and that's probably why. It's Thanks not to, true. Yeah. The cleanse, again, like gluten-free, has zero. Zero health benefits. Warm water, lemon juice, cayenne pepper, and uh, maple syrup. Talk about gross. All right. Meatball well, syrup. <laughs> meatball syrup. syrup. The best <laughs> of all the syrups. All right. Ah, we will maybe get another story or two in, but that doesn't matter. We have the best goodbyes <laughs> in the business. Come on back. On Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Well, it seems we just get started, and before you know it, it's time to say goodbye. Welcome back to the Von Hessler Doctrine. I'm Eric Von Hessler. My doctrinaires are here with me every week as we do now. Paul Stanley from KISS will tell us what we learned on today's show. <laughs> what did we learn on today's show, Paul Stanley? Well, we learned a whole bunch of stuff, didn't we, Eric? Yes, uh, we let's did. Let's see. Donald Trump can't recognize his own voice mm-hmm. after 25 <laughs> years. You know, I would forget, I guess. Yes. Um, emojis, is that how you say it, or is it emojis? Uh, emojis. Emojis. Emojis are sexist <laughs> because... It's important to know if you're a pig emoji as a man or a woman pig. That's right. So to be a boar or a sow. That's what we love. <laughs> so every pig pen needs to have a trough for both boars and sows. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm surprised that Kish, you guys are such great, great capitalists that you don't have your own emojis that you you know charge for. We do. If you if you go to Kiss.com right now from your smartphone, you can go to this little thing that says download the Kiss emojis, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you click on it, and then it says, please enter your credit card information. <laughs> Every time you use an emoji, it'll cost you a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> but it's worth it because it's the kiss emoji, right? It you is. get the star, you get the cat, you get the... Yes, one-tenth of a cent goes to some charity or something. <laughs> okay, that's, that's good work. It's yeah. good work. Justin Bieber's losing his mind. That's something else we learned on today's show. You, you know, know, Justin, have you met him? I met Justin Bieber one time because Jean's daughter wanted to meet him. Mm-hmm. And so we took her... Gene and I are buddies. We, we take his daughter out to stuff. Yeah. And uh, we saw Bieber. We went backstage. I thought he was a little off-putting. <laughs> 
a weird disposition, bro. He's a weird. He doesn't look you in the eye. I can't respect that. He's always touching his chest. Mm-hmm. You know, tugging at his arm and his sleeve. Yeah, it's uncomfortable in his own skin. What's with the, uh, the whole tattoo thing? He's tattooed himself up like he's been I, in jail. I, you know, I got one tattoo in my twenties. Mm-hmm. It says "Kiss." <laughs> <laughs> so you wouldn't forget which band you were. That's in. right. I look at my arm and I, oh, I'm in Kiss. <laughs> This guy's got tattoos of, like, owls. Yeah. And why do you need an owl on your arm? He's got a large cross on his chest. I know, and he's not even into Jesus like I am. (laughs) I didn't know you were such a religious man. Listen, if you go on a cruise, don't lean over the railing at night. No one's going to find you, and you're going to get eaten by sharks and (laughs) barracudas. Something else we've learned on today's show. Uh, On the the Kiss Kiss Cruise, cruise, do you guys make sure this doesn't happen? There are Kiss Cruises. On the Kiss Cruise at night, you're not allowed to walk around by yourself. And I have one more thing. I know the music's playing, but Kiss does have... Have extra gluten added cookies available on kiss.com. <laughs> yes. So if you kiss army kids, look, no one's got celiac disease. Very good. All right. Very special stuff coming up tomorrow. Neil Bortz will be in for Herman from 9 to noon. Then on Tuesday, we'll be in for Herman from 9 to 11. Thanks to Greg Russ. Thanks to Tim Andrews, Jared Yamamoto, Autumn Fisher. Download that WSB radio app. You should have it anyways. You got many reasons, but there's a little thing in there, the Von Hessler Doctrine. We not only do this show, but we do three podcasts a week that are only available on the WSB radio app. This show becomes available within 24 hours. That was this episode of the Von Hessler Doctrine. We'll chat with you again on Tuesday at 9 in for Herman. But until then, I simply must insist that each and every one of you get off my lawn. News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.